The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Back to Tom and Bach on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Efforting Jimmy Watkins of the Omaha World Herald talking a little Oscar hoops. But we could do it anyway. Nebraska falls in quadruple overtime last night. 104 to 100 after having a 14-point lead with about nine minutes to go or something along those lines in the second half. And Nebraska just couldn't hang on. Gave up a 14-0 run. There was a, a pushing and shoving match that eventually led to Latin Mayan being ejected. Eduardo Andre, who didn't even play in the game, uh, helping a buddy out, also got ejected. And Oleg Koyanets uh, got ejected as well. Didn't see anything that he did. But it was amusing to see uh, Trey McGowan's on his little scooter like it was a little rascal uh, out there yeah. <laughs> going, going uh, to you know try to help. How would he help? <laughs> I don't know what, what he would do to help in that in- instance, but uh, it was it was hard fought, but it was a loss. Uh, what did you see that you liked, that you're encouraged by, and uh, things that you're concerned about with Nebraska ball? Um. I don't know if it's a surprise anymore. The three-point shooting is not uh, especially good. But, I mean, the, the encouraging part is Casey Tominaga. I mean, he's kind of going from that point where six points a game is kind of a nice and in, in what you expect off the bench to, okay, this guy might might start. I mean, he, he, he really does. Uh, I think he started the second half in, in front of uh, Keon Edwards, who certainly doesn't play much even though he starts. He only got four minutes last night. Um, so he might, I mean, he played 43 minutes. When you go, go through the minute totals, uh, that's crazy last last night what you saw. I mean, 58 from Bryce, 54 from Alonzo Verge. Um, just, just, I mean, just a lot of minutes stacking up. But Casey, um, I, I think is, you know, 16 points, 5'11 from the three-point line. He might be their saving grace from there. Um, you're, you still have problems with rebounds, the, the assists, the, yeah. you know, the passing around wasn't as good. They've been averaging 18. They had four overtimes to get more this today. and or Last night they had 12. Um, they didn't seem to adjust much to the fact that North Carolina State had their lunch at the rim. They 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 had the, you know the yeah. rim protector there, uh, and they they were still kept attacking. Yeah. So I mean I thought it was a good game, yeah. and ultimately you, you, Nebraska kind of had to face the refs, yeah. and they couldn't beat the refs. I don't know how Teddy Valentine still TV Teddy still has a job, even though every fan base knows yeah. him as TV Teddy, and he takes over the games, yeah. and he did it again. And Alonzo Verge had um, a, a, a layup that yeah. I mean I like Swallow. On the whistle and let the players, um, you know, 
figure it out at the end. But if you have that, I mean, he couldn't even get the layup up. Yeah. So, I mean, it was one of many. Breidenbach's, you know, yeah. fouling out play where he had the, at least a jump ball, yeah. and they called him for something. I mean, the, the officiating was horrible. So, it, I it mean, just to get to four overtimes um, with that amount of free throw deficit was, yeah. was pretty ridiculous. We'll get to the officiating with Jimmy Watkins of the Omaha World Herald, but let's welcome him in. Hi, Jimmy. How are you? good guys it's not a great day to be a ref <laughs> it's not uh obviously last night nebraska loses in quadruple overtime the longest uh game in, in nebraska history uh actually one other that ties for it uh but they fall in quadruple overtime 104 to 100 last night to north carolina state uh but there were some good things are you more or should nebraska be more encouraged or discouraged <laughs> oh, I don't know, man. It's it's. I said at the beginning of this stretch, uh, heading into this five game stretch against Power Six competition, even I think one in four with with close losses would be a, a market improvement from what we've seen the first two years of this program. But then you watch that game last night. Certainly feels like they should have won it, right? I yeah. mean, the the verge foul was was a bad look for the officiating crew, but. At the same time, Nebraska led by 14 points with six minutes left, and that v- that lead evaporated in about two and a half minutes. Yeah. They led in three of the, the four overtimes. They led by five in the second overtime three different times, I think. So I think discouraged by that result in a vacuum, um, but I think overall the you can see the incremental progress they are making as a program in the idea that they can play a team like NC State closer. Yeah. There you go, uh, Jimmy Watkins of the Omaha World Herald. Uh, where is where is Nebraska basketball now, and where you'll think they'll be uh, having played a couple of Big Ten teams? You got Indiana on Saturday, then Michigan, I believe, on Tuesday. How much more do you expect to learn about this team? I think we we kind of we kind of know where the pressure points are, right? We know that the ball. The ball movement is going to be perhaps an enigmatic portion of this team uh, for the for the maybe the entire season. I mean, like like you guys said last night, mm. twelve assists in, in four overtimes after eighteen assists for three straight games before that. Granted, when the game goes, the, the longer the game, those kind of games go on. It feels like more the, there's more crunch time possessions, and in those crunch time possessions, things just kind of devolve into playground basketball. That's that's just human nature. Um, but yeah, I think one of the biggest one of the biggest uh, absences I noticed last night was even though we saw Trey on the scooter, Darian Sebron, the six seven point guard slash forward slash whatever for NC State, he was the guy who had thirty nine mm. and eighteen. That was you could just tell that that without Trey, they didn't really have an answer for that guy. And so that's something that I'm watching for during this Big Ten stretch. There's a lot more of of those kinds of big time players on the schedule, and a lot of them in the Big Ten. Are in the post, but Trey McGowan is the best perimeter defender, and you saw without him that they were struggling to c- contain a really good guy who at getting to the hoop. Uh, the three-point shooting is another thing to watch. That's not entirely in under the the control of the coaches. Um, so that's something that kind of just comes and goes. But it just it would make a huge difference if a lot of these other guys, you know, Casey's starting to find it from three. CJ has been a consistent shooter. Kobe's been really good, but you know, a guy like Keon Edwards, who they wanted to, to grab hold of a, of a starting role, he hasn't been shooting very well. Bryce's jumper has been coming and going so far. It would, the offense. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. ...would flow a lot better. Those assist numbers would go up if they were making more perimeter shots at the same time. I don't know what, what the finished product of this team will look like because I don't know what the outcomes of the, in those areas are going to be. But uh, I know that we're about to learn a lot about this team starting with last night and going forward. Well, you'll have to stick with me here because I'm the leader of the Eduardo Andre fan club. So I'm just kind of wondering uh, why he didn't he didn't have a, a minute last night. Now, I know eventually he got kicked out. And he might not be able to play in a few games because of that. Um, but I was just kind of surprised. I mean, North Carolina State obviously had their rim protector. I find it kind of odd that they're still going with this Keon Edwards experiment to see if he sparks you anything. Meanwhile, Eduardo Andre, who can help you out with rebounding and rim protection, um, some nights just doesn't even get a look. Yeah, I I don't I don't know about he's it's an, it's an, that's another thing where I don't have the answer to that one. I would have loved to ask that question last night. Um, I think Eduardo is a guy that the coaching staff has has said in the past needs to have more show more consistency. Um, he's had good moments this year. He's he's also he he also has some turnover issues. He has he has. Uh, moments where he needs to just keep it a little bit simpler for himself. The coaching staff has been, they're trying to give him a kick. It seems like they're trying to, you know, give him that, that push, you know, push him into a player that, that just goes and goes and goes and goes. So if he's not playing to me, that says that, you know, whether it's in practice or they saw something on film that, you know, they didn't see him bringing, whether it's uh, the, consistent effort or consistent uh consistent making the right reads that sort of stuff that's 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 a decision that the coaching staff knows better than i do right now just before by virtue of i was watching that game on my couch last night yeah there you go uh jimmy watkins of the omaha world herald talking husker basketball nebraska another tough shooting night from three-point range nine of 37 i believe it was 24 percent uh this is really been a stretch that historically bad uh, shooting the three, and this is a team that Hoiberg was pretty confident was going to be a great uh, shooting team from three, from distance. Are you? Is he still feeling that way? I mean, in, yeah, theoretically they should be, right? Like Bryce McGowan was a 40% three-point shooter in high school. Um, Keon Edwards, one of the first things that when we asked him about his game during the summer, one of the first things he said was he's a shooter. Wilhelm Breidenbach, um, he was a shooter in high school. A lot of these guys have shown that they can do it. These guys, you know, Keon made threes during the preseason. Wilhelm made threes during the preseason. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know when shooters don't, when shooters aren't making shots, there's, I mean, I could, you know, I'm sure we could freeze frame their mechanics and, and try to explain why it's happening that way. But um, I, don't, I don't, there's no, there's no profound thing to say about that, except to say that, this team needs those shooters to make shots, not just to for the offense to function the way that Hoiberg envisioned it, it functioning because it's built around shooters, but for these, you know, these, you see these lapses, these moments where Alonzo Verge goes into to ISO, ISO ball mode. He was pretty mm. good at it, uh, mm. at moving the ball last night, but that's been an issue with him all year. 
a lot of that is based in trust, man. If he if he doesn't think that the next guy is going to make that shot, and he has all the confidence in himself in the yeah. world to to get to the rim, yeah, yeah I, I, I see logically why in his head that makes more sense to him. Yeah. And it's you know it's early in the season still, but that stuff matters right now because the seeds of tr- of trust have to be planted early for you know for the stuff yeah. for the you want to happen down the road to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. How much higher do you think the the ceiling is for this team as as far as, you know, I mean, we call them a young team sometimes, but they're just young as far as they haven't played together. They have a lot of veteran players and then some of those younger players coming up. But, you know, I I know the loss hurts and the rest could have won and all that. But still, you know, a lot of people are kind of wondering through the the first few games, oh, this isn't going to work in the Big Ten. Well, you played against a a middle-of-the-pack ACC team, you know, similar to the competition you're going to play in the Big Ten and, and certainly looked the part. That that middle of the pack in the Big Ten, by the way, is super crowded right about now. I mean, it feels like, to me, it feels like Purdue is a step above everybody. I thought Michigan might be in a tier of its own uh, below Purdue, but then they got housed by North Carolina last night. So the Big Ten is, we have a top bun with Purdue. We have, don't know who the bottom bun is going to be. I think I know that everyone around here hopes it's not Nebraska, I think. Hmm. Even though Minnesota six zero, they're dealing with a lot of change turnover. I think they they will probably struggle in Big Ten play. But the middle part of that sandwich is so crowded. Iowa looks a lot better than we thought they were going to be. They got a big win over Virginia this week. Michigan State is is playing great defense. Wisconsin's playing great defense. Even Northwestern, who you look at the schedule before the season, you're like, all right, at least Nebraska's got two games against Northwestern. They've looked pretty good early on. It's it's so crowded. The ceiling on the on the team is probably still. I don't know. I thought before the season they could get up to eighth, maybe yeah. in the in the Big Ten standings, which would put you usually on the bubble, right? Mm-hmm. I still think that's possible. And yeah. still, we still. I don't know how much we have. We can really move the needle either way based on those the games that they played against the the mid major schools, mm-hmm. and then playing a really close one against a, a mid level opponent last night. I still think those goals are, are attainable, but I don't think that the the, the ceiling has dropped significantly right. or risen significantly. I think we just need to see a little bit more. Yeah, it feels like there's a lot of similar teams in this league. You got Purdue, and then then what? Uh, we'll find out because Purdue might be the number one team in the country when the new uh, poll comes out. Hey, good stuff, uh, Jimmy. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for the time. Thank you, guys. Uh, Jimmy Watkins of the Omaha World Herald covers uh nebraska basketball we didn't get to husker football talk oh there's a story today we should have asked him about uh we should have asked him about uh adrian <laughs> martinez uh is he still there no <laughs> Jimmy. Uh, we should have asked uh, a final parting shot about adrian martinez but uh we'll have more of that talk of course that is the big topic of conversation today adrian's entered the transfer portal um what's next for him how will you remember him that's kind of a the theme, or at least one of the themes for the show today. But in the meantime, we got to talk to uh, our buddy Rico. Uh, Rico Alvarez Clary is on the way next with the blog jug. You're listening to Tom and Bach. Watch live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. 
Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 